prepare yourself for the weird, the glory, and downright nasty things found on VHS. Good luck, scum. Welcome back to episode 155 of the Bad Taste Video Podcast. I'm Mike. I'm here with Anthony. And the Girth Doll. And we're also here with What's Grizz. Up, baby? <laughs> I had to ask him, I'm like, do you want to be Girth Dog or do you want to be Gary Meehan? Gary Dog, you know, baby. Well, it's a G. That? Right? No, it's Busey? Jerry. J. Well, yeah, but it's Gerald, so wouldn't it be with a G? I always forget my so. name is Gerald. <laughs> my <laughs> alter ego Thanks is Gerald the Accountant. Up. Oh, my God. I always used to yell at him because he would sign his name on forms, Jerry Meehan. I'd be like, dude, that's not your fucking name. Like, yeah. when you do your taxes, they're going to be like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> this is true. Where is Gerald? Gerald. Gerald. So, Girth Dog is Yeah, G-Day. G-D-G-M. The girth dog's back, and he's girthier than ever for Christmas this year. The girth well, dog's here. Well, you were actually just saying that you are getting a bit girthier. You're starting yeah. to grow that third titty like you're in Total Recall. Yeah. Right? You're on Mars. You're a prostitute on Mars. Yeah, I'm a fairy. <laughs> what, do you, what are you weighing, man? What are you weighing well, right now? 170. He, he weighs 170, but the only problem is he's four foot eleven, so it's a little. <laughs> also, too, he, he he has the camera pointing downwards, so he looks a little. He it just also looks a little thicker. Oh, there it is! Oh, oh my, my god! god. I, I see him shirtless right now. He's flexing his jiggle for us. This and, is like uh, a Howard very... Stern like fucking yeah. podcast. One... I'm gonna start farting fucking baby powder out of my ass. <laughs> <laughs> One day we're gonna go. We're gonna go live on Twitch. We're gonna start doing video. I should be in a hot get, tub. You will get to see. Yeah, yeah. You'll get to that see what actually perfect. goes on when we record. Yeah, it's yeah. like the Brady Bunch, but on acid. When we do this, I thought I had to like fucking fuck with my white balance at first do, when you right? first got on. It was so bright. I <laughs> no, oh, no. I, I I have my screen my screen brightness. I had to lower yeah. it because I'm blinding myself looking at. My <laughs> it's like what the. Jerry yesterday said he has Sean Connery's body. From, yeah, like the Earl from the Bond films. Well, oh, he I does. Could, I could see that. Yeah, but he doesn't. He doesn't have his nut. Uh, oh, enough. money penny. <laughs> he Give me a second, money penny. Hair. I need to take a knee. <laughs> <laughs> I need to take a knee, money penny. Doesn't his Doesn't his chest look like his chest looks like an arrow? Jerry, stand up. God, stand God. up for a second. Points in the fun patch, baby. It looks like it's like pointing up. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a face. It's it like a, it's like a tree of life. <laughs> anyway, so on this episode of the Bad Taste Video oh, Podcast. Fuck you, Jerry. Fuck you, man. <laughs> after seeing you like this, I feel like you could have worked at the titty twister. Which oh. brings us to this week's movie. We watched the Robert Rodriguez vampire uh, sort of a road epic, sort of, from Dusk Till Dawn. 
two dis- two distinctly different sections of this movie yeah. rolled into one. If you had no idea what you were watching, you definitely wouldn't know it was a vampire movie. That's for damn sure. I think That's it's true. Great. My wife and I watched it the other day for the first time, and I think like halfway through the beginning, she says to me, I thought this was a vampire. Like legit. I was like, yeah, I don't so too. I don't know where they are. Well, unfortunately, it's not. And I know some people prefer the first half, which is very unusual when it comes to this movie. And some people prefer the second half, which is not so unusual. And some people prefer the whole thing. Which... I think it's perfect as it is. I think I think both movies are good. Both both sections are good for what it is. I well, we'll get into that. But uh, this movie I found pretty funny because. I watched Desperado. Are you are you guys familiar with Desperado? Yeah, I've seen top it five. so long. Favorite really? Is it in your top five, Chris? Really? Wow. Yes. I mean, okay. Well, like, first of all, Antonio Banderas, and he actually yes. fucking can play the guitar that well and sing that song in the beginning. The dude is a legit yeah. badass. Wait, wait, really? <clears throat> yes, hundred percent. That's yeah. He can sing and he can play the guitar that fucking well. But, but Grizz, I didn't know that. I didn't know that was in your top five. That's also, awesome. fucking Steve Buscemi, another huge favorite of mine. I love everything Buscemi's ever touched. Me I think too. he is like an underrated genius of acting. And him in that movie, it, it makes it for me. So, But honestly, like I prefer that over El Mariachi, which is yeah. the Robert Rodriguez movie that, you know, that spawned from. But also, Grizz, you want to know something funny about Buscemi? Are you a Sopranos guy at all? A little bit, not not so much. He, though. he directed a lot of the Sopranos episodes before he oh, was on the cast. No shit, and I didn't the know num- that. The, the number one episode of Sopranos, like everyone loves, is an episode called Pine Barrens. Is that episode he co-wrote and directed? Like Buscemi has his figure, footprints on handprints and everything, and also he's the Bush. Rodriguez. I feel a lot of directors that were young and like doing these independent films were either doing horror or like uh, or uh, like like art house films. Robert, he, or, like Rodriguez was doing action films on a very small budget, which was like really kind of unheard, not unheard of, but like. Listen, there was actually like, a lot like, of really people risking. doing that in the, in the like, 80s yeah. and 90s. I just don't think yeah. it was like as well known as the low budget. That's what I mean. Stuff. Yeah. So little yeah, tidbit he was, he, about Pacini. Yeah. Not only is he just full of knowledge like this, he is a massive cop. Okay, so this dude is the package, okay? I mean, he's taken, but... But, but Grizz, what I, to your point was, yeah, other people were doing these action movies, but I feel like he was very... He used his budgets that he had very well, and they were very... Even this movie had a kind of a smaller... But like, it's... I think, like, it's... Does, like, Dustle Dawn had a smaller budget, but he was, like, doing these... The classic, the building blowing up and walking away shots. Which is like, the one with the briefcase that was, like... That's El Mariachi slash Desperado. Yeah. Yeah. Slash? It's the same spiel? It's the same. It's the base of the same, like, story, but they're two different takes on the same story, basically. Right. Right. They were both made by Robert Rodriguez, though. Yeah. They were both Robert Rodriguez movies, but Antonio Banderas, obviously, is the better lead of the two movies. Uh, The guy that was in the original one that played El Mariachi is in Desperado also. I think, is he one of the friends? Like, you know how oh, he has yeah, the, the two end buddies? With the, the briefcases and uh, the other, uh, you know, guitar cases and shit. I think he is one of the, the homies that comes with like the bazooka and shit. As 
Champa or Campa. And I mean, it's I, one of those situations too where you're gonna notice where if you're a fan of Desperado or you've seen, you know, From Dust Till Dawn, uh, all these like movies that are kind of early uh, fucking, you know, Rodriguez movies, you see a lot of those same people. Um, oh uh, yeah, you know, Selma Hayek. The, yeah, Selma Hayek, exactly. Oh, you're gonna God. see uh, the other big dude there with the fucking badass, uh, Danny Trejo. That's the dude. Danny the, Trejo, yeah, sweet chest tattoo. Fucking dude. Cheech. <coughs> so, she yeah. plays so many fucking characters in yeah. this movie. Cheech was like, was like four guys in, in this again. fucking movie. Yeah, it was, I think it was because he was he was casted as one, and I think he did a lot of the the hey, table reads as. I'm multiple. a fucking vampire, is hey, <laughs> hey. I think that's what it was. I think he did a so, lot of table reads, and they thought it'd be funny if he was casted multiple times. So, they probably just got him for one price, so they they're did, like, yeah. we're gonna get they, our money's worth. He was casted <laughs> as one person. He was doing a lot of table reads, and then they were like. Hey, would you like? Let's just. Wouldn't it be funny if he's like three people? Yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if we work you to the bone? He just came in for the reading and did the whole pussy spiel off the top of his head, just off like, oh, I wasn't even ready to start yet. I was just talking about pussy that day, and they fucking put it in the movie. (laughs) So I have a question about. uh, No, go on. So you were saying that there's a lot of the same people. So I, what I was getting to with watching Desperado first is, literally. 90% 90% of the cast is shared. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's, you had Quentin Tarantino in Desperado. Cheech oh, was in Desperado. At the end, when uh, Cheech, like, finally comes with his buddies and, like, kind of rescues them, the, both of those guys are in Desperado. Like, literally, every, Selma Hayek's in Desperado. Oh, literally yeah, she everybody. Is. She's Fucking looking great in insane. She was young at this point. She was she was new. So she looks they great were now. I don't give a fuck, baby. She's still looking. <laughs> oh, she's good. She could fucking crush my. I think nuts, she wore. Dude. I think she <laughs> she can. I'm pretty step sure on she them, like, rewore grapes. the dress. She rewore like the outfit like recently for like like her birthday. Like you know, like I think she turned from, fifty from from dusk till dawn. Yeah, she, she was. Like, did, she did an article a couple weeks ago about how her boobs won't stop growing. I was like, all right, cool. I'm into it. But you know what's funny is like I saw her name was on this, and I'm thinking like, yeah, this is going to be crazy. She's going to be in this. She's going to look so hot and all this shit. She's in it for like five or ten minutes. Yeah. Like barely in this movie. So It's a great five or ten minutes. It's a great <laughs> five or ten minutes. That, but. So I, I got a question now that we're like getting into the beginning of this movie, right? When did When did this come out in this guy's like repertoire? In Robert Rodriguez's? Yeah, when did this come out in his... This is like his this fourth movie, I think it is. Okay. So now, Quentin Tarantino is in this, and he's in, like, a couple other. Did he have any, like, writing or input on any of this yeah, in Qu- this movie? Quentin Tarantino wrote this. Yeah, he right. wrote this movie. Oh, he, he did it. write it. Okay. Because... And he was the first person casted, because he wanted to play the brother. He just wanted to Isn't suck some Hayek's toes. Oh, I, mean, uh, I don't, really I don't blame him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because I didn't know that he wrote this, and the first half of this movie literally just plays as a Quentin Tarantino movie. Like, I just Quite felt good. like this was a Quentin Tarantino movie, and then they get to the titty twister, and then it's just fucking like, it's like A and B. Like, it's just two different fucking... But it's great. I like the whole thing all together. I think it was fucking fascinating, like... The two different like feels to this because I was waiting for vampires and I was getting like Pulp Fiction vibes the whole fucking hour. You know what I mean? Like, but it was Jerry, it was great. Do you know what Robert Rodriguez directed two years after this? What? The Faculty. Really? I've never seen yeah. that. Dude, what? you've never no, seen. I've the, never okay, seen we're, that. We're, we're doing the Faculty soon for sure. Is Did that Josh with Josh um, Hartnett? 
Oh, okay. I've seen like the I've seen like the like the, the poster for that. I've never seen it though. John Stewart. I can't. Stewie's dude, I can't believe there. you've never fucking seen that. I've never seen Jesus. it. Are they aliens or something? What's like? The... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna ruin it for you. But... Spoilers. Yeah, Sin City. He also directed. Right. That was really? another one that was fucking. That was good. him. Yeah, Planet Terror and in Grindhouse. That was him. Yeah, he does. Yeah, I didn't see that. all this other new stuff. I'm, I can't, I, I guess I mean I don't know. I I can't say that I'm a big Rodriguez fan minus Desperado. That's like the one thing that he's done that I'm like, yeah, this dude fucking rocks. So if I'm looking at his IMDb right now, which I am, uh, let's see, El Mariachi confirmed good movie. Yeah. Desperado confirmed good movie. Yeah. From Dusk Till Dawn confirmed good movie. The Beautiful. Faculty. Okay. The, <laughs> the Faculty confirmed good movie. Uh, I didn't see Spy Kids or Spy Kids 2, yeah, so you would have great. to ask a child about that. That was him. Yeah, I've seen those, Spy yeah. Kids 1. I didn't see 2. Once Upon a Time in Mexico, right? Yep, uh, that one's okay. It's yeah. okay. That's, that's I right. was, that the, was that the sequel or prequel? It's been so long. I think that's supposed to be a sequel, sequel. right? Yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, I definitely have not seen that in a fucking minute. But, uh, you know, I feel like he's had a lot of things that I haven't seen or haven't really cared to, like, search for. Um, Planet Terror I did like, but I was going to see that regardless because of, like, the whole, like, the idea of the movie where you're going to see two different stories and it's supposed to be like this grindhouse double feature. So they had me in no matter what. But like these, you know, El Mariachi, Desperado, like this shit was sick. And they all had a similar feel to it at this time, at least. I feel like after this movie, it kind of started going into a different direction. He, I guess, got, you know, bigger budgets for his films and really stopped kind of doing his own thing, you know? This is a fun, Where, a fun bit of information here that uh, in 96, which would have been the same year as this here uh, movie we covered, he was a part or he directed a video short for ZZ Top for She's Just Killing Me. I have to fucking really? look that up. I'm a huge ZZ Top fan. They fucking rule. So, like, I have to know like, what the fuck this dude could have possibly done with, with this band. It has to be. <laughs> it's so weird when you see things like that where it's like, Oh, this guy directed a music video for a band. Like, what the fuck? And, and then all you bands go look it up. Fucking ZZ Top. Like, you know, I would, I would could, like see like a metal band or something like that. It being over the top. Dude, he like loves them. Texas and, and Mexico, and so do they, right? Oh, that's true. <laughs> it's, dude, it's probably totally a, a like a fucking Western Mexican type of like vibe. That's a great call. Now, do you feel like this movie has a big? Uh, like, do you think this feels like a Quentin Tarantino movie because he wrote it? Or do you think Robert Rodriguez kind of made it his own? Well, it's, um, what was it? I think, I think he, like, I, I read somewhere, wasn't this, like, originally pitched as the sequel to Demon Knight? Like, wasn't that originally the thing? And I think, like, like I think once he got involved, they decided to make it its own thing. Once they, like, teamed up on it. Like, I heard that on the, like, the that's, commentary. That's, that's actually pretty interesting. Yeah, I, that's like it was originally going to be a Demon Knight sequel. I mean, to me, that would be pretty fucking cool. And then I think like when I think they worked on it together, like this whole thing was a collaborative process. Yeah, that's the it, yeah. that was the case. Yeah, uh, that this was supposed to be a sequel, and apparently it didn't fucking work out. But you know what the trilogy was supposed to be? The last one, the Frighteners. That was supposed to be the third movie in the trilogy. No but shit. instead, we, we got going to Peter Jackson making that, and it was a fucking brilliant movie. I'm glad that it went to Peter Jackson, someone that could actually handle this style of movie without well, going I, I overboard th- and ruining it. 
I think he was supposed to do it anyway. Like, I think that was supposed oh, it was to be, be Peter Jackson's film, regardless of I see. Now, imagine they made it a Tales from the Crypt movie. And like he they were like, OK, like, why don't you add a little bit, you know, a little bit more Peter Jackson in this? Like, it. imagine what that movie would have been. I mean, it's a good movie regardless. Fucking. So I basically it, feel like Rodriguez has taken his. I, I, I could. It's a blatant, you know, where his directorial you know, inspiration comes from. He is a huge Peter Jackson fan and he is a, a dick sucker of Quentin Tarantino, who was obviously like a good close friend of his and is basically like sucking the titty of all the information that he can. And anything that like Tarantino says to do, he's obviously doing because this is, a, this is a fucking Quentin Tarantino movie. Like, I don't give a fuck, you know what? you know Robert Rodriguez has done before and after like this is a Quentin Tarantino movie it feels like it 100% so I feel like he's just like kind of this like clusterfuck of these two different personalities and that's why these movies to me don't work so well because it's just kind of like you know dude I, I get like you guys like the two movies coming together or whatever these two different parts of this it just does not work for me in any way it does it doesn't work it I liked it overall because I've never seen it before, but at the end of it, I was like, this, it does, and I said it to my wife, and we both agreed, like, this should have been two separate things. Movies? Yeah, Zero like, to, to, together, it was, it was great, like, like, when I first watched it, because I've never seen it before, but after the fact, I was like, that was, like, I could have lived without the beginning, I could have lived without the, like, like. That's it, though. It's a great first watch film because yeah. of the gags and the boobs. It's a, it's yeah. fun. You know, it was that's good. A, I love the boobs. Yeah. I love you know, the boobs. The boobs are great. I get the it. You know, like, I, I can watch those all day. <laughs> yeah. But it's like after that like initial kind of like, you know, first watch wears off, like this is something that I, I will never watch again, for sure. So one thing that I at least think, like my own opinion, maybe the story doesn't feel like a Robert Rodriguez movie, but I feel like visually it looks like one. Visually, I feel like it does. When I watched it, I was like, this looks like a Robert Rodriguez movie. Like it's got that like setting. Pacini will know what I'm talking about. Southern, like, like, you know, he's always got, it's always something to do with, like, very, like, close to the border, south of the border, fucking, like, and, like, very, very dry. Yes, but the, (laughs) but the, (laughs) the way, the way it looks, like, Pacini, you know what I mean? Like, the color grading of it, like, it's a very, like, Robert Rodriguez looking film. Like, well, like, Desperado, I feel like has that almost low budget look to it like if you were watching a movie from the 80s that was shot on film like you know that like it just has that feel like you're gonna watch that movie like at midnight somewhere even though it's not that type of film it's an it's an action movie that has people that you know in it now at least i think this is the aesthetic that uh yeah it's like our buddy rob zombie was going for with the new three from hell like I think that's yes. what he was. That was like his homage, maybe to like Robert Rodriguez films of the early '90s and shit like that. Because I think that is the the aesthetic that he was going for. Did not quite hit it. I think quite as well as you know, obviously, and this is like his specialty or whatever. But I think that's totally what fucking Zombie was going for. I could agree with that. Now, this movie at least was successful enough to spawn a few sequels. Have you guys ever seen any of the other ones? Like. No. Uh, Texas Blood Money, I know, is one. The Hangman's Daughter is is the other. 
I think that one is supposed to be. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think the hangman's daughter is supposed to be Salma Hayek's like like backstory or okay. something like that. Maybe don't quote me on that because I've never seen that one. Texas Blood Money uh, was straight to video. Uh, that was released in 1999, so it took three years to get that one out. And whenever it's straight to video after three years, you know it probably isn't going to be the greatest. But I also think that one had uh, what's his name from Terminator 2. Uh, what's Mark Patrick? Mike? Mark? Yeah. Patrick, right? He's in it. Is that his name? Yeah. That plays the T-1000. Uh, that one's, that one's okay. I mean, you could watch it. You're probably not, like Grizz, you don't watch, don't oh, watch it. of course not. I'm not going to watch it. Uh, <laughs> our, uh, our, uh, our ghouls out there, you, you probably could, uh, you could probably digest it and maybe, maybe deal with it. Did, uh... But there was also a TV series that they made from it, which I have, definitely not watched i, I heard either i heard they really like take their time with the story like that's what i was just uh, gonna ask about if any of you guys have taken the time to actually check it out i i cannot imagine no i i heard that um <laughs> the like intro gas station scene alone is one fucking like episode <laughs> yeah so what are they trying to so, do they just well, like okay let's do this movie as long as fucking possible well, what do you well, mean? It's, wait, wait, wait. What are you guys It was appar- about? apparently, apparently the, the, the gas station scene in this one, the opening scene, the <laughs> liquor store scene more so, whatever, yeah. was, was going to be shorter, but I think they like really wanted to spread it, like make it longer. Spread basically, that eagle. Basically, it, they, they turned that first 10 minutes of the movie into a fucking whole episode. Yeah. That's basically what they did, which and, I and, feel like is too but, much. But where'd they put The TV it? series. Oh, they made the a TV, TV series. series out of yeah. the... Yeah, yeah. Jerry's eating the Twix right now, I think, and he's, no, he's no, no, zoned no, no, no. out. I'm like, I zoned out for a sec, but like, like, what was it on? What what TV like channel was this on? It had was it Showtime. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was like Showtime. It was on a premium. Like yeah, it was on a premium. It was a channel. premium channel, and was the same people in it? No, no. I think it so, might um, have been HBO, honestly. Now that I'm thinking about it. And like, what did it go for a season? And was it this whole movie that played out just episode like seven episodes part? total between 2014 and 2016? So oh, it, so it was it was fucking forever after this movie came out. It was 20 years, whatever later. Yeah, That's, I mean, Robert oh. Rodriguez was involved in a lot of the episodes, but. OK, oh, I mean, so that's so weird. So it was released originally on Robert Rodriguez's El Rey Network. Remember that? Uh, I remember El Rey. Didn't wasn't Lucha Underground. I was gonna say Lucha yeah. Underground was on El Rey, um, and then it was let's see, marketed outside the United States, Latin America. The series is marketed as a Netflix original. Now is it on Netflix what? now in America? That I don't know. I never uh, checked Netflix, no. but it was I guess produced by him. Was it produced by him? Uh, no, actually it wasn't. Directed. He a lot oh, of the episode he was, was directed by him. Okay, so he was an executive producer, and they had, is anybody original from it? Wilmer Valderrama <laughs> plays Carlos, <laughs> nice. the guy that, I guess that's Cheech's character, right? In the original, like the dude that he's going to meet in Mexico. Right, at the end. That's the kid from the, the old mama up. episode. all I remember it was like, I'm doing that stupid fucking show on MTV. <laughs> he was uh, in that 70s show. Yeah, he was that little... Yeah. Uh, he's, that in tr- he's in trouble for some underage something. They all Wait, are what? That yeah, show. Yeah, he got in trouble. That's why you never hear from him. And so did... Um, Hyde is, Hyde is like a Scientologist, Scientologist and like a rapist. Piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. He's, 
piece of trash. Wait, who's the only that good? one? Hyde. The one with no, the, the sunglasses? And the curly yeah. hair. And the fro? Yeah. yeah, he was like a DJ. Yeah, he's, I think, going to jail for that. Masterson's. And, like, yeah, him and his yeah Danny Masterson's. And then uh, you got Kelso, who's actually like a terrific dude. Yeah, the douchebag of the fucking show turns out to be the one sane one trying to help. And he people. married, yeah, he married uh, Mila Kunis. Oh, good for him. And good they're like for together for years him, now. Yeah. He was. I think I just I saw a Doritos commercial or something. Yeah, with they, that. they do something. He, he got he got in trouble a couple like about ten years ago for doing the that that like chip commercial, the pops commercial, where or some. There was a commercial he did where he played like an Indian man. It's and the Kutcher? He got in trouble. Yeah, he got in trouble. Oh. Yeah, for it. But but he instantly is like, it's not me. It was Brock's company. He bounced back. He bounced back very quickly. <laughs> well, he's like I'm being punked. Ashton, Ashton Kutcher, come out. <laughs> what was that from? Remember that fucking thing? Oh, Repo. Repos. Remember that fucking? Did you ever see TikTok? <laughs> Yo, you need a TikTok because your breath smell like shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm oh being my pumped. God. Ashton Kutcher, come out. I forget what that, mo- that fucking. <laughs> but um, uh, so there was this the show was it, it was basically just the same thing as the movie, just split up yeah. into seven episodes. Yeah, and Why? I haven't heard anybody really talk about it. The fuck? So it really? couldn't have been that good. Probably maybe no. I'll try to I'll try to find it. Maybe watch it. You know, maybe it's funny. I, brain drain. I was, I was telling you about um. After Mortal Kombat came out, they had like all Mortal Kombat shit on HBO Max, and they had a Mortal Kombat show from the 90s that like I remembered kind of seeing. You know what I mean? I think it was on TNT or something. And I watched it and I was like, this is just dog shit. I do kind of. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. 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 It wasn't good at all. It wasn't good at all. Wasn't there an animated one also? Yeah. There's a bunch of stupid shit. Yeah. Uh, One thing before we get into the actual movie. I just want to talk about the casting of this a little bit more. Okay. George Clooney yes. plays Seth Gecko, our main character. Yeah. George Clooney looking hot as ever, right? Wow. Yeah. You have you have Quentin Tarantino playing his brother, Richard, who he looks like a fucking creep and he is a creep in Dude, this movie. Dude, it's crazy. There's never been a better casting as like for a rapist murderer. He looks like than a fucking Quentin Tarantino sicko. in this movie. He looked it's like a sicko. Fucking perfect. It really is. It's, he he really is a fucking weirdo in this movie. And, and you have. Uh, I'm sorry, sorry. Before I lose my train of thought here with this one, with that. For Quentin Tarantino, like the way this movie like split up, like how we keep talking, it's like A and B. Like the A, I would love to have seen the rest of that movie play oh, out where. They're yes. going on like trying to get there, and they rob like another place, and he's just like, not that I condone it, but like raping and killing, and he's just psychotic. You know what I mean? Like his character was fucked. Like that. Oh well, yeah. Like, it was one of the best parts of that movie. Is he's you just have a sick fuck? Harvey Keitel as Jacob Fuller. What a legend. The the dad, dude. He's he's another he, Quentin Tarantino looks, legend too. As he, a, you know, he looks kind of like. Un, like a little unrecognizable at some points. Like yeah, he, he looks super different. Yeah, he kind of looks like the dude from Jurassic Park a couple yes, times. He in this movie. Yes, he He's does. Yes, he does. No, Mr. White in this movie. That's for sure. That's <laughs> yeah. Juliet Lewis plays his daughter, yep. who you know everybody would know from Natural Born Killers, yep. right? How old I, is she in this movie? I don't know. I, I want to know. She seems young. She's born in '73. So, yeah, I mean, so she's, she's probably 50 at this point. She's, oh, she's almost, yes, she was born in 73. Yeah. Yeah. So, so she would have been so She would have been 23 years. Yeah. Yeah. She's the 80 now, right? On, <laughs> she's 80 on, on the commentary, they talked about how, like, 
she just was like acting so much straight for like the past like six years and she took like a couple months off and she got the script somehow like Rodriguez gave her the script and she's like the only reason why she did it was like well there's not a lot of dialogue and this seems fun and she really wanted to work with him so she did it like on her break like her agent wasn't giving her any work purposely Julia she just took it because yeah Juliet Lewis reminds me like she could be like the little sister of Caroline Williams from from fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Too. Yes, yeah. Like I always would get yeah. them confused sometimes when I was younger. I'd be like, oh, that's that fucking girl from Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and my fucking dad would be like, no, it's the fucking natural born killers lady. What are you talking about? Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to interrupt this podcast to give you some breaking news about what happened to the girth dog last week. Oh, fuck, dude. I feel like we uh, kind of like, no, uh, yo, seriously, we got to talk about that because I feel like that's our fault. Like, we kind of like willed this. It's like a, dude, you doing this was like a shit talpa that we fucking <laughs> manifested into creation. Like, I have to hear what the did whole you story do? What did, what did you do? Well, like last week on the podcast, you had basically told the story of how you'd almost shit your pants when you were out to lunch That's right. with Mike <laughs> and our friend Anthony here. And, and like, it almost later, happened. A week and later. I feel like the, us talking about how it was so close <laughs> to happening, the shit was there. You were almost pooping your pants that it was like destined that this week that you would in fact... Shit your pants. Your destiny. <laughs> Bad taste video podcast listeners, it is no coincidence that you are here. I shit my pants on Friday. Boom. <laughs> As I, I went to That's go get fitted here. for a tux and everything was great. Did you shit and the tux? No, no, no. This was it. <laughs> oh and I was God, meeting up my family friend and his uncle and his wife for lunch. And as I was driving to the diner, I was like, I'm not going to eat grilled cheese because I'm going to shit myself. <laughs> so what do I get? I get a grilled chicken with melted cheddar and chipotle mayo with avocado and bacon. Cheese, basically. It was basically grilled cheese with a chicken. I, we leave. I go outside. I look at my friend's wife right in her eyes. I made eye contact and I go, I'm going to go to Target. <laughs> and I just shit my fucking pants. I ran back into that diner like a cowboy just got off a horse. He's like, so like she could audibly hear. She, and everybody there was an heard issue. me. Yeah, everybody knew. And oh, I went yeah. into that bathroom. I pulled those pants down my shorts, and I was like, "Up, oh, they got to go in the trash." It was Brick enough. City. That, listen, it was yeah. enough that it had to go in the trash. So Slime City, right? I'm fucking shit. I'm oh. shitting. I'm shitting liquid, 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 right? So I pull off my sh my sneakers. It's so sticky in there. I'm like, I'm definitely in need of it's a shower. Wait, 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 wait. You took your sneakers off in the bathroom to shit some more? No, 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 no. In a I took public toilet. It was it was like a one bathroom when you shut the door. It was like a closet. Yeah, some privacy. Shit, but, you, but listen, listen. I took my sneakers off and I Lisa, lifted listen, my Lisa. Lisa, listen. I, I lifted my legs up and I slid my shorts off and threw my underwear out and then put my shorts back on and then put my feet. You didn't back want in to contaminate shoes. the shorts. Yeah, I don't want to yeah, touch the fucking. You gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. So I threw out the shorts and I'm fucking shitting liquid diarrhea out my ass. I mean, like, like I'm pissing shit. Okay. I go to wipe my ass. Now, number one fear of my life, aside from having a stroke, <laughs> shitting myself in public. Number two fear of my life getting shit and i mean more than like a bit on my hand i go to wipe my ass and dude it was like a baby like just had diarrhea on my hand it was all over my ass cheek i was so oh now my you're god sick on top of being dude, sick. it was so 
bad. So I clean I up. It. I fucking throw all my stuff out. I'm sitting there. I'm fucking liquids pouring out of me. So finally I'm done. I get in my car and I'm like, oh no, I've got to go again. So my brother lives five minutes down the road and I'm calling him. He's not answering. I'm like, shit. So I'm going to work. What do you want? And I'm like, it's do or die. Where am I going? So I drive to Levittown, like by where Beard lives. My aunt lives there. And I call my uncle. I'm like, I need to use a bathroom. As soon as I pull up, I hear her yelling out the window. Go, go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Like screaming into the street. I just made it back in there. They were cracking up. She was playing fucking music on her phone like when you get married, like the, the bride's walking up. I fucking blew my O-ring out. Dude, it was so bad. I was so sick. It was so terrible. He, here's a question I got for you. Yeah. You said those two things were, were some of the, the biggest fears in your life. Now, was it like in... Was it like in, you know, daytime talk television where it's like, oh, I'm afraid of snakes and they bring the girl on and they bring out a huge python or something? <laughs> Do you feel like you got over your fear now? I sat there and honestly, like, I was so proud of myself. I'm a 32-year-old man. I shit myself in the fucking diner and I'm throwing my underwear out and then I get shit on my hand. I had no anxiety at all. No panic. Dude, you I, I just you, was dude. like, I was like, I'm fucking proud I of you, I was like, man. what else could I do? You know what I mean? I felt like a dude who just came home from, like, war. He's missing parts of his body and he's got no other... I don't know about that. <laughs> now you gotta Listen. feel bad for the dude who's gotta clean that fucking bathroom up. Yeah. Someone's gotta go in there and find those riches now. He's gonna <laughs> find my, day my shitty had. underwear and the food that made me He's going to have a whole story in that trash can. He's going to know. He's going to uh, know. Badger, I think somebody died in here. I'm not sure what yeah. happened. <laughs> it was so bad. So wait. So, so my, can I, can one I of comment my, on this? Hold on, hold on. My third fear Lisa. is having metal poke in my <laughs> eye. And I went to go do laundry after this happened. Will you let me finish? Hey, buddy, will you let me finish? Okay, I'm finished. So There's a giant caveat to this whole story. I did the laundry, and then I went to go throw the basket in the car, and it was one of those collapsible ones, and the metal in the basket like that like folds it went into my eyeball. And I was like, <laughs> I was like that's it. What else could fucking happen oh, today? That's it. You're dead now. You're going to get an infection like you, had, you got stuck with a punchy stick in Vietnam. Dude, it was... <laughs> It was so bad. So, so the caveat to Jerry shitting his pants, and I don't feel bad for him, is for for this reason. And this re he knows what I'm about to say. He's like just intolerant. Yeah. And yeah. and every time he put it in the chat with some of our friends, he's like, "Why is no one saying anything that I shit my pants?" Well, it's because this happens all the time, <laughs> and you you're not supposed to eat cheese. Jerry, what did you have? But, cheese, but cheese. he's eating milk but chocolate right now. So. I'm lactose intolerant, also though. But, but and I've never shit my pants. I've never but, shit my dude. I only shit my beer. pants when I was really sick one time, like five years ago. Two times now. Yeah, but you would, you won't know. You would never know with him the way he eats. He fucking, you know. Hey. Sometimes you gotta just shit your pants, I guess. I guess, man. It wasn't like I wanted to. I farted, and it wasn't like there's shit build up in my rectum, and it's gonna <laughs> Dude, come out. I mean, let's was... be real. If you haven't thrown your fucking britches out in a bathroom somewhere because you put a little duty in them, then you're not living your life to the <laughs> fullest. Like, get the fuck out of here with your perfect he's, existence. He's walking on the, the razor's edge right now. Yeah, I've thrown out the that... underwear shit. That concludes this week's portion of the Bad Taste Poop Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to this movie. So what the fuck so, was this movie, man? You know what? Let's just hit the trailer and we'll start talking about it. I don't think we can outdo that story. Everybody be cool. You be cool. Somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Oh! 
low profile. You understand the meaning of the words low profile? Sure. Two of America's most dangerous criminals have taken hostages. What is this? It's called a punch. I'm going to ask you one question, and all I want is a yes or no answer. Do you want to live through this? Yes. Okay, ramblers, let's get rambling. One night is all that stands between them and freedom. This is my kind of place. But it's going to be one hell of a night. We might be in trouble. We got a bunch of fucking vampires out there trying to get in here and suck our fucking blood. Now, their only chance is to fight back. Oh, yeah! George Clooney, Quentin Tarantino, Juliet Lewis. Welcome to slavery. No thanks. I already had a wife. From dusk till dawn. From dusk till dawn. From I was gonna make a poop joke for Squirt Dog over here, but I decided Squirt Dog. That's a good one. Hey guys, how's it going? I'm Squirt Dog now. Don't feed me cheese after midnight. So I was just thinking, I'm I'm looking at the cast. Tom Savini is in this. He's got a role that's actually it's it's pretty pretty big once it comes to the whole vampire thing. And he's known as yeah, he's known as Sex Machine in this. Grandpa's he's dressed. He's dressed exactly like his character in Dawn of the Dead, right? Which I think his name was Blades in that, or Blade. And one thing from Desperado that you see is the fucking cock revolver. That's in Desperado. When Selma Hayek opens the fucking guitar case, it's in there. Yeah. It's a little Easter egg. Yeah, I I freaked out. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. You have John Saxon as an FBI agent, like on TV. It's like, ooh, we got a little Nightmare on Elm Street action in this bitch. Did Did you catch the Pulp Fiction connection? The Big Kahuna Burger one. Yeah, and I feel like that kind of. Do you think it's it's like too much, too many callbacks, or do you think it was done tastefully? I think it was done tastefully. I think it's it's not a lot. I popped every time I, I noticed something after like catching it. Oh, I had a good re- I had a good casting thing. What if that was uh, for Clooney? I forgot to bring up. Tim Roth was originally going to be the lead. I don't, I don't like it. Who's yeah. Tim Roth? No, I just you, you don't know. Who he is, Jerry. <laughs> you don't know. Don't worry about it. <laughs> no, you know. You know. Who he is. He was in the Incredible Hulk. You'll probably know him from that. He, you know, he uh, played. Uh, he played Abomination, right? Yeah. In Incredible oh, Hulk. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. He, uh, but he, he couldn't do it. But I think they really. I think Clooney really wanted to do something different, and they got him. And then this was this was yeah. pre Batman Clooney, right? Yeah. He's in. He's doing ER right now. This is ER Clooney. Oh wow. And he's yeah. Dreamboat Clooney. This is Dreamboat Clooney. We were Tim, kind of talking. Tim Roth of, was also in Reservoir Dogs, yeah. right? Tim Roth. Yes. Yeah, he was in Reservoir yeah. Dogs. Wasn't he the also, the one that like fucked everything up or whatever it was in that one? Yeah. He, was he the cop that got shot? The undercover cop, right? Because he's yeah. turning all pale. Yeah. And he's, he's like, yeah, he's, he's the like, one dying, I think. Yeah. And then also what, too, he's in Pulp he, Fiction, he, he, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's, he's in the he's, beginning. He's, he's the guy he's at the diner. Yes. Yeah. 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 Also, he's he did a lot of Mike Lee movies back in the day. Who the fuck is Mike Lee? It's okay. 
Who's Mike Lee? The director. He's a, from England. Anything you I don't know? know. Don't worry about it. You don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> we talked a lot about like how like the whole low budget action movies. Like we went back and forth earlier about it. Me and uh, me yeah. and Anthony. And it's kind of funny because Fred Williamson is the other kind of like big action star in the bar that yeah. that, that yeah. happens. I'm gonna and get he you, is like sucker. huge in like the 80s, early 90s for he specifically was. these low budget like white fire fucking what was it like Steel Law I think it is or something like that. Uh, he did another one that was like really good. I think it was something Cobra. The fuck was the name of it? But like, dude, he was like, oh, Cobra Nero. That's what it was. And like, he is huge. <laughs> in this underground like low budget action scene so i think it's like the perfect fit for him to be that role he's way better than fucking tom savini when it comes to his role in the movie let's be <laughs> well, real he yeah. was big in like the 70s and the 80s like, oh, the 70s whole, like too yeah for sure dude i'm not i mean he was huge in like the black exploitation era of like film mm. and i feel like he's another one of those people where you know the 90s rolled around and they started using him again like almost like how Sid Haig was used by Rob Zombie where it's like oh this dude that like I know of from these movies let's give him a chance again let's that's see what almost, he can do in these other roles that's almost like Tarantino's like kind of thing that's very similar to like Rob Zombie's doing with horror films that like Tarantino has done with a lot of those like exploitation films specifically is recast a lot of those people even like, dude, Jackie Brown is a, is a, is a great example of like. I love Jackie Brown. That's probably one of his best movies in my opinion. And he, it, Samuel it's Jackson is a under, fucking genius yeah. in that movie. That movie is also significantly underrated when you talk about like anything Tarantino does. That movie is like highly rewatchable, Absolutely. and it's like I feel like I didn't watch it as much as a kid as I did like Pulp Fiction and this, so I'm not burnt out on it. And I rewatched that movie recently, and I'm like this movie is fucking fantastic. Well, that was like a big, that's a huge homage to like black exploitation yeah, and all that. So that's stuff. like Tarantino's, like, kind of like, I think that's where his heart lies in filmmaking is that era and that kind of film. And it's obvious yeah. with what he does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, well, that's, you know, Quentin Tarantino has this thing where he <laughs> will make a movie that's, you know, this ode to something else. You got like the Kill Bill series and all that shit. Like, yeah tons of references to all these older movies and i feel like he's one of those directors that always pulls it off yeah like oh, it always django, is a good too. movie it's always awesome. great yeah django like literally i guess you would call that a remake of the original franco nero ones which yeah. i'm a huge fan of the original like what a fucking movie that is if you've never seen it go watch it yeah. you could go get the continental big box of that which i don't think anybody gives a fuck about because you were it's the one that got movie, me into but... watching that again like i it's been forever and like i think we talked about it like maybe like almost two years ago now where you would cut you were mentioning that like randomly and dude you're right like going back and re-watching yeah. that now holy fuck it holds dude. up so well and it's great to watch with Tarantino's like reimagining of it, they go great together. Yeah. So is yeah. Tarantino really into sucking toes? Dude, yes. huge. Uh, like, dude, really? Yeah, that's huge. legit. Yeah, it would be. I didn't 100%. know that. And and oh, my wife yeah. said something so, about that when that scene happened, and I was like, I didn't know that. So think Holy about God. this, man. Every movie that he does, there's talk about like feet and stuff. Pulp right. Fiction, they're talking about the foot massage and all that. Mm. And Kill Bill. When uh, she's like paralyzed after just waking up from the coma, yeah. What is what? There's that whole scene of her in the pussy wagon, 
just looking at her feet, and it's a close-up on her feet. Yeah, yeah kind of I, 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 I distinctly remember that. Flash. Like her manly feet, yeah. I mean, if that's what you're into, so be it. But, uh, I mean, I feel like this he, was a little egregious he's in getting, this one. He's getting ripped apart this last week. Did you guys see that, though? That no. he made a comment. Oh, he was on Rogan. Yeah. He was on Rogan. He made yeah. that comment about how, like, shitty Bruce Lee was or something, and that Bruce Lee basically, like, what was it, Piscini, that he hated American? No, a lot of what people, was it? There's, there was a lot of heat. I forgot what he said. Like, he got a lot of heat because he, like, uh... Oh, that he was portrayed. he was shitty to his, his stuntmen or something like yeah, that. Yeah, there's a lot of stories about Bruce Lee, but a, a lot of people had an issue with his, like, representation of Bruce Lee in uh, Once Upon a Time in uh, Hollywood. And um, I think he, like, his comments about, like, he was on Rogan talking about it, and I think he just kind of was... Well, Bruce Lee was a very complicated yeah, man. Yeah, he was very, yeah. Was, there was a lot of stories about Yeah, him. like, and especially with those types of movies... At least I know that, like, you know, it's been confirmed through interviews and stuff where they'd be like, hey, dude, we're going to pay you extra, but he's really going to punch you in the fucking yeah. face. You know wow, what I mean? Like, really? you're, yeah, yeah. Like, but you're, re we're really going to beat your ass, he, but we'll pay you. He Same also got, yeah, he, he, he also got, like, in around, around the time of the Oscars, he got, like, a, some issues with, like, a bunch of independent filmmakers that were, like, he made some comment about, like, how, like, cinema's over and, like, just because like all these younger guys are not shooting on film, like none of it's like good. And like a lot of younger directors, like, hey man, we can't afford film. Like, hey. like how can we do <laughs> movies? <laughs> I think <laughs> I think uh, Jerry sent me something once, and it does show that that the movies now are subpar compared to like twenty years ago. But, but no, but he's basically crazy. it's not it's 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 not talking about like the quality. He's talking about how like basically like he's saying if you're shooting digital. And you're a young oh, filmmaker. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're, it's not. It's like you're you're just not making art. And but it's are impossible. Like, people are like, "Hey, man, like we can't film." Like, and the guy, the DP for that movie, No Man Land, that won Best Picture. Th th those guys are new to this world, and they were independent directors for years. And they're like, "Hey, man, we can't. We couldn't afford it. We I couldn't mean, afford film." I'm no expert <laughs> on this, but I would say maybe only 25 percent of people are still using film, right? it's all digital I think, it's, I think if you could afford it do it like of course I would love to shoot on film but it's like like something sometimes you get 11 minutes per like reel like that's a lot like it's 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 not if you could afford it go for it but dude to say to say to say to say that if you're not doing this you're not making real cinema is a wrong statement well like uh, you know was this movie camera. film Tarantino only does film so like, Which is great, which is cool, good for him He could afford it So say you're <laughs> gonna buy like a decently good red camera yeah. And the whole the whole shebang You know, maybe 50 grand For one that you can make a professional film yeah. with Now, imagine how much it costs To get a 35 A modern 35mm yeah. camera Plus You're paying by the fucking yard Or yeah. whatever, I, for the film too Plus the processing yeah. All that, the printing of the negatives, the so, work prints, this and that. My, like, it's so expensive. There's no way you're going to do it anymore. Yeah. My opinion is I like, I think film looks better. I think it looks way better. It's the style I try to emulate as doing videos myself. But being a young person that's doing it, it's, you can't, it's, you can't do it. You can't grow your business with like buying, like, yeah, of course you pitch a project is in the budget. Go for it. But like. Not everyone could afford film, and it's like a really dumb comic to make. What to say honestly that, like, kills the fucking current film industry is superhero movies. The yeah. rise in popularity of superhero movies is killing creativity in Hollywood. 
all of the budgets are going into bullshit fucking Avengers Part 29. You got to watch them. every fucking movie to understand what the fuck's going on. And they're all connected. Them. It's garbage. Stop fucking supporting this mindless fucking dribble so that real <laughs> directors with a fucking story can make a real movie again. Yeah, I, I want it. fucking Leif Yonker to fucking make darkness part again. Two. Give me, yeah, give me darkness well, part two. Scorsese, <laughs> Scorsese said like they're good, they're it's a, but it's amusement park. That's what he said about Superman garbage. movies. He's like, garbage he's like, he's like, they're amusement parks. He's like, it's guaranteed money. That's why, it's and it. that's it what is. studios want. They and want a guaranteed China, return. China loves it. It does oh, huge all in that China. CGI money, baby. They it's fucking China, eat China, man. Fucking <laughs> China, yeah, dude. But, it's all about it. So back. To from dusk till dawn. So now, no, all right, no, yeah, all right, go. No. <laughs> Let's hear. It. So now, Grizz, you said that you really enjoy the first part of this film, which is basically a road movie following these two bank robbers, these brothers. One was broken out of literal like the courthouse as the proceedings are going on, and it turns into a vampire movie about halfway, maybe three quarters of the way through. Now, at what point would you say the movie really turns for you? The moment Selma Hayek CGI head turned into a fucking snakish vampire looking bullshit, I wanted to turn the movie up. It immediately took me out of it. What I what I love about the beginning of this movie is that it, it's it's fucking it's raw, it's fun, it's hitting, it's going, it, it's not holding anything back that like would be considered like squeamish for people. Like like I said, Tarantino is fucking raping people and getting gnarly and shit, and like the dynamic between uh, the Tarantino and his brother, fucking what's his name, Clooney. Like th- dude, that the is Gecko brothers. Dude, that's an amazing combination of characters and like the the build and shit that's going on between those two of like Clooney trying to keep his lunatic rapist brother under control. There's so much good shit happening in the beginning. And then as yeah. soon as Hayek switches and turns into this fucking reptile and all hell breaks loose in this bar. I am, I'm immediately taken out of it. I think that the movie is completely lost at that point, and it never finishes what it started from the beginning. All right, so let me ask you. Let me ask you. If the prosthetics were real, like if it was like, if she didn't look like that, if it wasn't CGI and the vampires were like, let's just say they better. were just... They were just people, but they had fangs, their eyes were red, or whatever it was, and they were just as Practical is. effects. Yeah, would I, that I would do it for you? Like, would have been better. Yeah. Like, dude, if it was like Lost Boys style vampires. Yeah. Or like, like that Blade. Look. It's just. And that's, and that's like the. Okay, that's like, for one, the, the biggest issue I have with it is that Rodriguez does not understand dark comedy horror. He just, he just has this, like. Oh, you just got to go all out and you got to go over the top and more is more. And it's, it's fucking so untrue. Uh, you know, less is more with these things. Like I said, you can tell he's a Peter Jackson fan, but like, dude, Peter Jackson understands the nuances of dark comedy and horror that he, he gives you the over the top when it's needed. And I feel like from the moment Selma Hayek switches, it's just like 11 fucking nonstop. And it's it's almost the, yeah. the whole point is just let's be crazy and the fucking story is just well, that second part of it. Let's just the be over band, the top and make the funny gags playing the whole time. like a guy. It's just oh, like it's dude, just dumb dude. The lead singer of the band, he's from Desperado, also. Yes, he is. He's, he's in the, the bar he's with the Cheech. Guy in the bar. Yeah. Yes. Now Jerry, 
You liked when it turned into the vampire part, right? I I liked both parts. I liked both parts, but I know what he's saying because I didn't like the way the vampires look. Like, most of the cast when they turned and stuff, like, I was just like, I don't know. I didn't get it. Like, I guess, like, they were trying to look like a bat, sort of, like, in the face. But I would have rather had, like, a Blade Lost Boys vampire yeah. kind of thing. Uh, you know, and then, like, there's some shit that, like, made no sense. Like, all of a sudden, there's, like, a woman and her intestines are hanging out that vampire. You know what I mean? Like, it was on 11, like he's saying. Like, it was just... I liked it because it was fucking ridiculous and I've never seen it before. I was expecting it to be like, oh, you know, like, fucking Tarantino's character does something stupid in the bar and it, like... They become vampires. You know what I mean? They got to fight their way right. out. But it, it, was, it took a complete turn. It was just so stupid and ridiculous. Then on my first view through, I loved it. But now picking it apart, I'm like, ah, nah, I don't know. She, her head looked like Salma Hayek looked like a fucking Brussels sprout. That was the know? point I made, too, is that like on, on first view, this is fun. I get it. Yeah, it was You fun. got a lot to look at. It's, it's a shiny object that it entertains for the moment. But, man, it's a hard time going back to it. Because when when Tarantino is looking at fucking uh, Juliet Lewis or whatever in the fucking truck, oh, the, dude, the suspense of that, right? And he's That's like, "Did you mean what you said?" And she's like, "What?" And it's like close on her face. He's like, "Did you mean what you said earlier?" It was like, "Holy shit!" Like this is fucked up. Like that made me so That's uncomfortable. That's the movie I want to finish. You know dude. what I mean? Like that was so. And when it's, when Clooney when grabs him by the neat. face in the fucking in the hotel he's like dude we do not do this we do not do like i want to see was him that shit he, he was, yeah and she's just fucking on the bed blood on the wall like that was fucked it went from can i make a comment to like i don't know brussels sprout vampires <laughs> before i think i one thing i do agree with both you guys on is that i would rather this is a very mid 90s yeah mid 90s like Hercules, the TV series, <laughs> makeup Zena. effect. Yeah. Which, yeah. Which, which I don't like. However, comma, I do think the misdirect is so good yeah. because you're thinking you're getting this movie, which you guys said, but for me, it's like, of course I want to see the movie that we all think we're going to get, but that's what I like about this. Yeah. I like that we don't get that. And then all of a sudden, shit hits the fan, all this happens, and I think that like, who knows, like, maybe the movie we end up getting is not that good, and people will talk about how good the beginning of Frost from Dust Till Dawn is, and then it kind of falls apart. And I think also it's Clooney's performance is so Clooney. good in this movie. Solid. Movie, where, where even when shit hits the fan, it's like, in the end, it's like, this has happened before. There's He's still a fuck. He's still a dick. He, like, he basically leaves her. Like, you know, like, I know I'm jumping ahead, but I'm saying that this movie is is that's what's good about it is like i don't think the first half of a vampire movie may not be good as the second half that we get and the second half of this kind of reservoir dogs in the desert movie may not be as good as what we all think and i think that misdirect is so important and what this movie may not be good if, if it doesn't have that drastic johnson position you know the what i'm saying misdirect is good and i and i yeah. think it just needs to have restraint I yes, think if, if I you if you follow the story that you built in the beginning a little bit more thoroughly through the chaos and hold back a little bit, have your gags and have them be there, but don't fucking give me gag after gag after gag after gag until the movie ends. Yeah, and I agree. I would like thing. a little bit a little bit more. Rest- I agree. Restraint would be good, and I think a couple over the top stuff should be necessary just to build. But yes. then, like, 
I remember watching this movie the first time, and then when you get to the titty twister, you kind of get this weird, like, this is like a different world. And I feel like all restraint is left. Like, I feel as as an audience member, your restraint of what reality is is left at the door. At the door. And, yeah. and it's very weird. And the movie changes. I don't think this, like, I agree, the split kind of happens when, as soon as she turns to a vampire, obviously, or like, you know, whatever, like a demon or whatever. And, but like, I, for me, it happens in that one crossfade of them saying, memory says, take a left down this road and you're going to go all the way down to here to bar. And there's that one subtle crossfade where you see the, 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 the Winnebago going by the, like the sunset. And then all of a sudden, as soon as it crossfades into the titty twister, that's for when the movie changed it for me. It becomes like a comic yeah. book also. Yeah. Uh, even, even the view, yeah, even the yeah. way it looks, you're right. It, does it looks like, a, it looks yeah. like yeah. Mad Max. When they pull up to the titty twister, it's like yeah. a Mad Max it fucking is. bar. <laughs> He's like, hey, I got so much pussy. It's we got white concert, pussy. Dude. We got black pussy. We got Spanish pussy. Dude, we got Asian pussy. We got dead he, pussy. He says blurry pussy, too. And I was like, wow. They the got first it all. time I, I saw like, this was with my dad <laughs> on vacation. I saw this on vacation with my dad. We were in like a South Carolina. It was on TV. We watched it. And we were both so thrown off by the twist. But I remember thinking that he when he's doing that, he doesn't look like a human. He like he looks like you know very prosthetic up because they're trying to change how he looks, but like who there is like this element Cheech? of like yeah he like this element of like unrealness where yeah. there's a shift in like your like how you're grounded to reality and how your expect limit like your expectations of what's happening and I yeah. think that's such yeah the movie gets fucking weird and it does get a little silly but I would like I would just rather better makeup and a little restraint but at the same time. I fucking love, I love the, 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 I, the switch. I, my thing, all of that, tone it down, fucking get rid of the CGI, kill the makeup, make him look like Blade, and let the fucking brother live a little bit longer. He dies right the Crazy fuck quick. away, you yeah. know? And like, yeah. the buildup in the half of that movie, I, like we were all saying, we want to see that play out. He's a psychopath, and now after all of that said and done, he's like a fucking wacko. He just fucking turns into a vampire and he drives a stake through his heart, and that's it. Dude. As if that beginning didn't mean shit. That, this is just some guy that meant dick, you know. So that with all kill. that like, laid out, like what side of the fence? Okay, so like Mike, like we have all this laid out and shit like that, <clears throat> and like so for you, when you watch the film, and it takes this hard turn. Is it something that like you're bummed that you're not seeing this first half played out, or are you excited and are you into the second half as much as like the first half is? Are you cool with it being this over the top? So I actually enjoy both parts of yes. this movie. Now I'll explain why. Obviously, you know my tastes in film. It's usually fucking dumb shit. I, you know, no offense to anybody, but I, I love stupid fucking movies. I love yeah. over the top horror. I love over the top action. I like serious action movies. I like road movies. I like the Quentin Tarantino Reservoir Dogs type, uh, type shit. And I feel like a lot of times with a over the top horror movie, the setup is always boring. The oh, setup. Dude is always just a waste of time and you're just waiting for somebody to get fucking killed or the mm -hmm. demons to come or the vampires to attack or the werewolf to fucking come or whatever. In this movie, I really feel like that beginning section gives you almost, it's like a treat yeah. where it's like you, you're watching this other movie that turns into this over the top horror film once they get to the titty twister. 
and it never bothered me. Now, I, would I have preferred different effects for the vampires? Yes. Yeah. Does a lot of the vampire shit make sense? Not really. There's a giant fucking demonic rat at one point. Uh, <laughs> do, I, do I like the consistency where, like, you know, they kind of keep it really almost serious in the beginning and then once it gets to the titty twister they keep it kind of over the top the whole time it's just ridiculous yeah i like the fuck out of that but you know overall i find it really enjoyable i think it's a great like schlocky fucking dumb horror movie to watch that has this added bonus of this like yeah you know serial killer bank robber road section where the gecko brothers are awesome in this george clooney's character i actually disagree that he's a piece of shit in the whole fucking movie he's he is the only one that isn't just randomly killing people right. he's got like, like he's a, like a coach he's got right? a, yeah, yeah he's got a method he doesn't Maybe actually piece of shit was the wrong word <laughs> yeah like like when even when he's talking to the woman that they kidnapped he's like listen if you don't fuck with us and you just do as you're told Ooh, you're gonna make it out no problem and right. when he comes yeah. Yeah. And when he comes back and he sees that, like, she's all fucking destroyed in that room, I mean, you could see him, and like, yeah, it's almost like, like what the yeah, fuck? That's, like, that's it's a, like cutting back and forth, like, yeah. between his face. Like yeah. Subliminal the, input kind of thing. Yeah. And the look on his face, it almost looks like he's shocked. Like, he's yeah. like, what the fuck? Yeah, because she was he old. Does, yeah, well, when he does the thing where he's grabbing his face and he's saying, like, I am not a, I am not a, a killer. I do not kill people that I don't need to kill. I don't rape people. I don't do this. He's a thief. Yeah. And you can see he like almost feels yeah. bad about it where he's like, this is not what we're supposed to be doing. Cut the shit. And then you can see he, he could tell that like you, you could tell that like he knows that his brother is fucked up and you yeah. see like the, the switch flip and he's like, we're going to be okay. Like he figures if we get to this place, it's all going to be okay. Right. And even he starts taking a liking to the family. You can see once they get to Mexico, he's not a dick really anymore yeah. to so them. Is, so, so is Tarantino at that point. He's like talking about the girls, with the, the, uh, the younger, the younger uh, brother. I feel like Quentin Tarantino's character he's, never really has the redemption though. He that He does, was yeah. never really good. He was he never wanted, good. Yeah, he wanted that. That he wanted yeah. Julia and, Lewis's character. The yeah, whole time. he. Yeah, he wanted her. <laughs> well, and, yeah, he's a sexual. And, he's a, he, a pet, like well, well, he's a, he's a, yeah. yeah, he's a rapist and yeah. a fucking, you know, sexual sexu predator. Yeah, sexual yeah. predator. But even when George Clooney kills Quentin Tarantino, he says like, "Let this bring you the peace that I couldn't yeah. give you in life." Yeah, you know what I mean. So like, he really, you could tell he like felt yeah. bad, and even at the end. He's like, you're not, do you know where we're going? Like, I, I don't, he basically says like, this is not a place for you. And he gives her money. You know what I mean? He knows that El Rey is not yeah. a good place for somebody like her. Like something may happen to her if they mm -hmm. went there together. Yeah. So he, you know, he actually isn't that terrible in the grand scheme of things. He tries to work with them to fucking get out. He even kind of gives um, Harvey Keitel like a pep talk. You know what I mean? Like he yeah. actually kind of talks him up and is like, let's go. We're going to do this. We're going to get out. Like we're going to, it's going to be fine. And I find that really interesting that they walk the line with George Clooney's character in this movie well, the whole time. It's such a good performance too. Like, the way how he plays him is great. Like I think it's, I just, I just like, even like the scene when they're in the bus and 
the like like when um like they're on the Winnebago and he's just like uh he's talking to Harvey Cartel and he sees that like Quentin Tarantino's talking to the daughter and he goes, "Hey, put in put in put in your put in your piece." Yeah, put in your bit. Put in your bit. <laughs> yeah, like it, it's it, it is it is such a good. I don't know. I, I do agree. Part of me does want to see the movie that we're all think we're gonna get. But would it be that good? Like what? What? Like what? What happens? Well, you know, like well, is there a shootout at the Titty Twister? Like what happens? Well, to you know? sum up my whole thing, I feel like because of like the strength of George Clooney's character in this, yeah, I feel like it keeps the whole movie sort of like he's the one that's guiding the movie. That whatever's going on is is based around him, no matter what. He's right. the straight line, yeah. and everything else is just kind of happening around him. And I feel like that's kind of like a strength to this film. Yeah. And I feel like that's what keeps me interested during the whole movie. And that's what makes the crazy over-the-top horror shit cool is because you got this character that you've just seen. He's like a professional bank robber doing all this shit. Now he's dealing with crazy-ass fucking like vampires and I, stuff. I it's, really like yeah. that one part when after everybody was pretty much massacred and he's like, okay, and they're like trying to figure it out and he's like, I don't fucking believe in vampires, but obviously yes. the, they are yeah. vampires. So what do we know <laughs> yeah. about vampires? And ha Harvey Keitel's like, I don't believe in vampires either, but clearly these are fucking vampires. Vampire. And they're all just like going off a list about like the bullets. And then somebody was like, oh, silver, isn't it about silver? And I think she just goes like, what'd she say? Something about like, it doesn't fucking matter. Like who gives no, a no, shit he, or something yeah. like He's, that. He says, well, do you, do you got any silver or something like that? Yeah, and it's, it's like, that it doesn't fucking matter. And then it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. I love the fucking, as long as, long as it's a cross, it didn't matter what it was. And he took the baseball bat with the shotgun. Yeah, that's and good. And he fucking was using that yeah. and shit. That was great. He, so he, like, his, his story thing was pretty cool too, but I yeah. didn't like how he died at the end. I was a little put off oh, by that. Dude. I kind of like wish that he lived. Was so bad on him. His and was, my was thing, bad. my thing with that was like he's like, I'm gonna turn in an hour. Meanwhile, anybody else that got bit turned immediately. Well, he had you, he had the Lord with him. It was holding yeah, it back. Yeah, all right. So yeah, but, the big issue that like, <laughs> so it's. I got bored. I didn't get bored right from the Selma Hayek's turn. After the giant initial bar blow up, from that point, it really was hard for me to keep focused. And I think the reason why is that like that kind of scene where everything's breaking down and it, everything is over the top, that deserves to be at, at a climax of a film. So like all of my like attention and energy went into this like big, you know, scene that happened. And then like you think they they blew their load too early. Yeah, dude. And like I got spooge all over me and I'm trying to pay attention while I clean up. And it's just so fucking hard to do. I, I agree. Paper towels or something. To, it, it's, it's fucking horrible, man. You felt like Jerry in the Target bathroom, right? It's, that's exactly how I <laughs> diner bathroom. I agree with you yeah. because I feel like that whole blow up should have been followed up by like, okay. Who are these vampires? What what's going on? Like an explanation and then some sort of like how do we end this kind of like thing, whatever it was. But then it follows up with them fucking being locked in the room and then when they come out, I feel like they're they're like armed to the teeth. Like I like the kid having like balloons full of like holy water or whatever it is and they're like those were condoms dude well, condoms or whatever and they're like <laughs> i've never seen one and they're being melted and all that shit and like his fucking like the like spike that was on kind of like whatever the hell that thing is like the on the jackhammer on the yeah. jackhammer like all these like little things that was cool but that whole ending kind of was like eh, 
Like, you know what I mean? Like, they had to wait until the sun came and killed the rest of them, and then the movie just ended. Like, here's a question. Beer, beer, yeah. you like the kid's shirt? Oh, the Assault on Precinct 13 shirt. Yeah, a little John Carpenter action. Do you feel like it was too easy to kill the vampires? Yes. Well, they had soft skin. Remember, that was the whole... They were easy to, like, pierce. Like, they gave, like, a whole explanation. Like, oh, they got soft skin, but they have superhuman strength and all this shit. See, but that's that goes back to my point of them having the load being blown too soon. It's that, like, the big... The big scene that that was fun that they spent a lot of money on the gore and shit like that that had already happened, so they didn't. I, I feel like they just didn't have enough to to create this big ending of like you know the the big finale of like and dude come on a fucking disco ball with some gunshots <laughs> that was the most bullshit. Sunlight baby. Are, I'm like come enough. Is this really how this is gonna fucking end? Is a disco ball? I what? was so pissed at that point, dude. I wanted yeah. to throw a fucking brick at my television after watching this again. <laughs> I, I like to think about this too, like in the grand scheme of things of Cl Clooney's career, like this movie is like, like he was on ER, but this is like his first leading man role that like jumped off his career. If you really and think about it. He's great in it. Like, it was yeah, awesome. But like, the, but, the, but he's on, he's on one of the biggest shows on television at this point. And he's, they, once again, like, the, even though this wasn't Tarantino didn't direct it it's like a Tarantino like it's part of this project bringing either uh, making somebody into a giant leading man like this guy like this this th I think it's cool that this is the movie that kind of like hey he, this guy could lead a film See, you know? now, now, well you're lying man because that was Attack of the Killer Tomatoes okay, <laughs> my mistake my, mis so, my mistake if you if you what like prosthetics prosthetics how you doing buddy prosthetics aside like the movie is what it is right so like it's from A to B like the two separate movies we're in the B section how would you have handled B differently other than prosthetics like where is that story going for you for me like I'll start here Salma Hayek's character is kind of built up by the dude at the bar as if she's the queen vampire. Yeah, in totally, my head, yeah. not seeing this, not knowing anything, she's the queen bee vampire, like queen of the damned. She's fucking Aaliyah. You know what I mean? Like she's oh, the yeah. one that's going to fuck Good everybody that, up. Jerk. Thank you. She's going to fuck everything <laughs> up and she's going to be the one that they're initially going to have to fucking kill in order to kill out like the hive, let's say. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's where I thought that that was, that was going. She died right away, like, blew my load. It blew my load right there. Like, shit, she's gone. Who the fuck is, you know, it was just, yeah. it was just, like, what would you guys do from that point on? You know what I mean? Like, where's your story in this vampire scheme? I really wish we would have gotten more of, like, the Aztec temple yes. type shit that yes. you see at the end. At There's the like, end. So, you know... When this movie ends, the only people that are left is George Clooney and uh, Juliette Lewis. And, you know, they're leaving everything. It's wrapping up and you get this big pan out shot. And basically you see the back of the titty twisters like built on an Aztec temple. And you see all like trucks, like motorcycles, all these like junked cars all around there. Like they've been doing this for a very long time. Spikes with now, skulls. I really feel like it would have been super cool if we would have seen more of like the internals of everything. You yeah. know what I mean? Like more than just that one stock room, like going deeper. I would have liked to see more of the backstory of that in this movie and not wait for a sequel or anything like that, because I really do think that's a cool idea. 
where like the top of the temple is this fucking shitty biker bar where they're just <laughs> taking people to fucking eat them. Yeah. I really think it's a cool idea, and I feel like by using that as almost like an almost like a stinger at the end, it's kind of like a waste of a really cool shot, a really cool idea. And I just think they could have did more with it. And I think that would have actually maybe added to the story if it wasn't just all in this main room. Yeah. Because it turns into like a siege movie, only they're yeah. they're not in that much danger. I mean, that's why you got the Assault on Precinct 13 fucking shirt. It's like the same deal. But like, I feel like because the vampires are very easy to kill, they're in this main bar room, and then they're in that protected like storage room. I feel like at no point do you feel like they're really, really in danger. Yes. And I feel like if they would have added with, like, they went more into the Aztec temple or whatever, it's more like a, oh, fuck, what's around the corner? You know what I mean? I feel like if they didn't kill Quentin Tarantino, they explored the Aztec temple a little bit more, and they didn't kill Salma Hayek, and she was kind of like the queen of the vampire situation... It would have been cool if they played into his rapist, psychotic oh, yeah, like and thing. She like you and know lures him in or something. She lures like him that. in and tells him yeah, like giving like, him oh, a yeah. lap dance like I can give you whatever you want. <laughs> I thought That's that was going to happen because and of the whole she's a van- and he turns him into it. And now well, it's well he's well he does kick it off basically, but with his bloody hand. Right. That's like what makes her yeah. change. Right. But, but apparently in the TV show. The vampires are calling to him. Yeah, that ex- really? that's one of the like explanations, quote unquote, of why he does the things that he does. Yeah. I will say, I, I think, I think for me, I will but say this sh- after we're talking, after we're talking about it more, I think the split for me, I do prefer the first film is more of my style, but I do like the split. I do, I do like the first. Yeah. Like, I, I do agree. Like if, if we're going the route of what we're supposed to do, like. What they're like, like Jerry's saying towards the end of the film, like what you want it to be, Jerry. Yeah. I do think that really falls into the the characteristics of the beginning of the movie, playing right. on those characteristics that are being built up. Yeah, it's, and now it's like you're getting all this built, and then everyone's just in trouble because they're stuck in a bar right. with vampires. And it would be <laughs> it, it would be cool to have her be like, okay, she's the one that has to be killed. Tarantino now is like, fuck it, I want this. My brother's a pushover, something, you know what I mean? And then it's Clooney and Tarantino, and like they have to fucking duke it out. And then these the family's got to help kill fucking Selma Hayek to get out of it. And then whoever dies, dies, so be it. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like that would have been my story. Like, if I could have continued. The switch seeing it the first time was fucking awesome. Like, I get, <laughs> I get what, I get what you're saying. Like, you don't like how it, like, the turn because, like, Clearly, it's like, what the fuck? But when you watch it, when I watched that for the first time, like, I don't know if I'll see it again, but that was really, like, I enjoyed it for what it was. But picking it apart, like we're all saying, like, ah, man, ah, fuck, you know. There's a lot, there's a lot that I'm not into now thinking about it after the fact that I wish yeah. they would have done. The and, novelty is gone now. You've seen it once. Yeah, and I, think that's I the blew my load. Like this. Dude, yeah. I'm covered in jizz. And a lot of horror it. movies, man. That like initial watch blows you the fuck away, but a truly, truly good movie you can watch over and over. Oh, and you know what? You, you know what horror movie did basically this that I remember, but did it really well was Cabin in the Woods. Remember Cabin in the Woods? I love yeah, that. And fucking Thor was in it, and it was just like yeah. they were all kind of the typical 
fucking tropes of the horror movies in the 80s and then they were in the cabin and the and then it was like what the fuck is this like it was just crazy like they the scientists that, yeah whatever, that's had a the great whole thing. that's that a was great a great twist. twist that was a Absolutely. good twist because i wasn't expecting it wasn't two separate movies it played into you know what that, i mean like the yeah they, they, they did it through. much better where i mean i guess i'm just mad what a twist i'm just i'm just mad that i don't get the fulfillment of of like okay, so like Mike had said earlier that in horror movies we don't get great buildups, we don't get great character development in a lot of these things, and no. this movie has that in spades. This has such a phenomenal character development where I'm so connected to the brothers and their relationship. I'm now connected to the family they picked up and like the fucking weirdness that's going on between them and the brothers that when it takes this hard fucking left turn and it gets uh, all this bad CGI mixed with some okay, you know, you know, prosthetics and stuff like that. But the combination of the two things is just fucking is horrible. I'm left with this, like, you know, wanting of, of the beginning where, cause it's just like, man, you just, you just killed off this fucking character that you've developed so much in the Tarantino brother and this Richard Greco or Gecko character that the payoff was just like, Oh, really that's it for him because i hate him you know he's a scumbag you want to yeah. see you want to see more of like the exploitation of of his weaknesses of his uh of his rapist you know kind of shittiness and stuff like that you want to see what jerry said him being taken advantage in a way that uses that to finally you know fuck that motherfucker he's a piece of shit he's gonna get what he's been doing to people tenfold and you never he get never that really fulfillment. Yeah. No. You don't fucking like, get that fulfillment, man. Juliet Lewis should have been the one that killed him. Amazing, right? Dude, if she should Lewis... have he should have trapped her, exactly. was trying to rape her as a vampire, and she should have been the one that, you know, put the fucking cross in his face, and then that's where yeah. they you know, built that like tension that. up between them, that sexual tension where like you knew he would that's all he was thinking about. And like she was like oblivious to it. So to have right. that payoff, it would have been so fucking awesome. Dude. I think that yeah. I think that was one of the the like the part in the fucking um, hotel room, and then the part in the camper. I think those two scenes were probably one of the better movie scenes that I've seen in a very long time. Okay. Just the, I, I, th- it I was think the so opening is phenomenal. Fucked. I was yeah, gonna say too that the opening, whole two, uh, convenience that scene. whole thing was. Fucking great! Yeah, he were he was mouthing, help me! I wasn't fucking mouthing, help me! God that, damn! That was <laughs> trying to load the gun, dude. That whole thing was that, great. That was the first misdirect of the whole movie. Yeah, was that opening scene. You get he goes to the bathroom, and then they then, come at. What the out fuck of, are you trying to do, dude? Yeah. Oh man, that yeah. whole thing that really was yeah. awesome. Th- th- those those three parts I think were really good. I mean, even artistically, and like the way the movie looks, the way it's shot, the the. The camera tricks into it. Everything is so different yeah. from A to B. Yeah. And I love the aesthetic of A so much and the the feeling that yeah. it gave me. And I just and not that dude, I'm telling you what, if if B was a separate movie that had a separate intro, it was it's and it and it it fit that vibe the whole fucking time, I probably would be singing a different tune about part b i would probably be be praising it it would probably be a, a favorite movie of mine now, because of, now, the, of the effects and shit would it, it be just, i oh i just fucking hate it because of would part a. would <laughs> would so like would be as its own movie would it work now let's say like you got the playoff of part a with the brothers right 
movie ends and the both of them are alive, okay? But now they're in Mexico. Now B, they're pulling up to the titty twister, whatever it is, after that they made it to where they had to go and then it's a vampire. Like, would you be into it being the brothers into that movie or would it have to be somebody else? Like, somebody's like a straggler just fucking oh, that's- pulled up on his bike in the desert and he's in this thing and now this whole fucking... Kind of like that fucking, uh, what was that movie we watched with Nicolas Wait, Cage? How about, how about this? How about this? What if they got to the titty twister, they got to their thing, and now all you had was the three members of the family? And the three members of the family were stuck in the titty twister. Yeah. And that's oh, a separate movie, though. That's are, a whole are, separate are you, movie. But are you, are you saying that there'd be a whole other, well, no, a whole other well, movie I'm, and then this I'm would be saying, the sequel? I'm saying that they conclude the arc of the Gecko Brothers at the beginning of the titty twister. And there, and you see like there, whatever, and then it's just the conclusion stuck with, of like, that. The, yeah. yeah so weird. like they never actually encounter a vampire. It's it's yeah, it's a hard it's a hard thing. It's like it's hmm. either you get, I don't know. I feel I like think, you either get one movie, but it makes movie sense because he's a preacher, and I feel like the whole him losing his faith. That would I could see that kind of like working yeah. where they're Julia like kind Lewis of on their own. strong enough to carry that the movie yeah. by herself in the in the yeah. second half. She's a fantastic yeah. actress and she really fucking dominates the screen yeah. in the second half. So I feel like yeah. she's powerful enough to to you know be the star of the movie without Clooney. Yeah. So I feel like it would work. I just would love to see the, just a complete separation. Give yeah. the first movie just a different movie. These fucking this conclusion. And why I hate it so much also is because it, it tries to button up what it started in the beginning at the very end with this bullshit scene of meeting the fucking fourth Cheech character in the movie. And yeah, I gotcha. Is it's it, just is like, it four don't even, or three? why are you wasting your time with this shit? You've already I think he was four, diverted right? so far from that. He's, he's, the, uh, he's the guy at the, um, the, border, the patrol. border patrol. He's the, the pussy guy. guy in the beginning. And then the guy at the end. And then he's, so he's Carlos three. or whatever yeah. his name. So he's three. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 it's one of those things. But what would you, okay. So here, like, I know we keep on, we keep on talking about the split, but I'll, I'll, I'll try to wrap it up for it. What, what would you want story A to be? Like, how would you, how would you want that to, like, what would, like, everybody, like, a big critique of this movie, everyone's like, A is so good. We want to know what, like, what do we want? I want to like, see, want? I want to see With uh, no confrontation vampires, no vampires. going. I want to see the uh, yeah no vampires at all. I want to see yeah. the them get to Mexico. I feel like that can all happen, but then I want to see the buildup of the uh, the relationship between uh, the uh, Richard Gecko, the creepy Quentin Tarantino character, and uh, Juliet Lewis's character to the point where they have a confrontation, like we talked about, and you know Juliet Lewis finally you know gives that motherfucker what he deserves. But then there's also going to be an arc between the father character and George Clooney, which has already been set up with the questioning and then, you know, Clooney trying to be too friendly with him and shit like that. There could have been a yeah. great buildup where Harvey Keitel finally has like the yeah. fucking strength to, you know, with fucking God on his side and all that fucking baloney, like to overcome George Clooney and like, you know, fucking save his family in the fucking end. Yeah. I think that's the story. You think they both die? I, I, I like that idea. Die. I don't think you... I don't think I don't think Clooney goes into the night with his brother being killed. I think no matter what, as 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 much as he's the the more I guess nicer person out of the brothers out of the brothers, if if she kills him, he's it, he's 
uh, he's not. It's oh, Clooney definitely has to die uh, in no. my scenario. Clooney also, has to die. Clooney, Clooney has to die. I don't, I don't he agree does. With Clooney that. has to die. Here's here's what I think. I think I think it should go. They're going. They get into Mexico, and then whatever happens happens. But throughout that whole thing, Tarantino's trying to rape her, and like Clooney keeps stopping him. And then along the way, the fucking dad is starting to like see that Clooney is decent, and he's waking Clooney up to the fact that his brother needs to be put down like some kind of rabid dog. He saves Clooney. He saves Clooney, and that's that's the end of. I believe with the Jesus power, but well, but you know what I'm saying. (laughs) that was I, a Jesus power. I really think that when uh, Richard Greco yeah. kills the the woman in the hotel room, I feel like that's when he really had enough. That like he, he realizes had, he that like enough, he's but, too fu- he's too far yeah, now. But like, I think and I another yeah, if something happened yeah. to him, like if she killed him, I don't feel like he would have retaliated. Okay. I feel like he would have been like he probably oh, attacked. Fair her. enough. But I, I definitely yeah. feel like while they're in Mexico. The brother does more fucked up shit. Clooney's like having that like scene where it's like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? And as he's still trying to go after, you know, the the daughter, yeah. the father's like, I told you I was gonna fucking kill him or something like that. But he's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's opening Clooney up to the fact. Yeah, I want to see the- Kaitel get depraved. You know, I want to see him yeah. have to take extreme measures to protect like a, his family fucking falling yeah. down that he would well, not be normally put into i think that well, would be you see cool. that a, you see that a little bit when he's like i'm gonna fucking just kill myself right now if you don't yeah. fucking and he's got the gun to right. his head like they, that's what i'm saying they already established this they already have this like fucking this uh alpha male like kind of hidden inside the father that wants to be domineering and like save his family yeah it's it's set up perfectly for the scenario to play out so one last thing before we wrap this up, dude, when Juliet Lewis says, well, what would mama think? And he goes, nothing. Mama's dead. Yeah. Great like what a, what great a line, line from great him. Line. There's like, a lot of great one liners in this movie. For yeah. Sure. What did he say though about why he doesn't believe in God anymore? Like why he can't be a preacher. That was also a very good, like that. Like you have to like, how could he lead people when he doesn't even like believe in God anymore? Because, yeah, but he like, said, I guess they took the wife. Yeah, he like gave like a, a reason about it. That was very yeah, good. Well, it was a very good. Well, movie he, lo- with he that lost shit. his faith, and that yeah. was it. He he was a good enough man to know that you're not supposed to, you know, you're supposed to practice what you preach, and if you're just fucking, you know, going Tw- through the motions, it, plot- it's not fair to those other people. Plot twist: She's a vampire at the titty twister, but dead, the dead wife. Oh, I like that. <laughs> and then he's got to he's got to find his faith to put Only her down. Only Rob Zombie would do that. I like that a lot. <laughs> so I think Clooney cut the brakes on the wife's car. <laughs> I did it. It's it Maggie. Maggie did. I it. think to sum this up, some people may like the first part. Some people may like the second part. Some people may like both parts. But the only way you're gonna know is if you fucking watch it. There you yeah. go. And I feel like if it's your first time watching it. You're probably gonna enjoy it either way, at least. Yeah, right? Would, can everybody the, agree that the way I, I the that. way I could tell you about it is you're on a roller coaster and like it is just it is just climbing for that whole first part, and then the second part is just all fucking loops. loops. And when you get yeah, off, you're great. like, this yeah. is fucking great. Like that build up was great, but then when you go on it again, you're like, you know, oh, it's dude, coming. I fucking one of my I already know what's coming with that too. With that, like, it's a great first watch. 
debatable, debatable future watches. Well, I can well, watch this movie over. Well, and so I, I can too. But before I can see we go, like at before we go, because I know we're pushing time here. What are the sequels? Can you just give me a rundown of the? There's two, oh, there's, right? The, Not the, the show. second one. The second one is, uh, I believe, it was a bank robbery. Okay. And like they have to deal with like a similar thing. And the third one, I believe, is like a Selma Hayek prequel. I think. That's the I've movie that we wanted it, to I, see from the second part of this, I think. Yeah, but I think that's supposed to take place in like the old, like the Western times or something. Yes. Maybe something like that. I don't know. I'm going to try to look up. I these do sets. know that like the, the series is supposed to like span like a large period of time from like, you know, yeah. like you said, like Wild West to current times and shit. Yeah. So I, I saw the sequel, well, part two, like a long time ago. And I remember them being like held up in like a vault or something, if I remember correctly. And it's, you know. A straight-to-video 90s movie. They're both Robert Rodriguez or no? no. I don't think he... Well, he I was like the... He was the writer for the third one. I don't know what he did. He definitely didn't direct it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Probably. We're, we'll, we'll, we'll try to check him out. At least I'll try to check him out. And I'll, uh, I'll, I'll get back to you guys. Yeah. We've <laughs> got plenty of time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's head over to the video Dropbox, and we'll see what we're watching next week. We're back in the video Dropbox, and we're pretty pumped to do uh, next week's movie. We will be watching it at the Mahonic Drive-In Theater. Maybe, maybe Jerry will be back. Maybe, maybe. not. We'll, we'll see. see. I'll watch the trailer, but and I'll let you know. We will be watching the 1987 uh, Tim Ritter absolute classic Killing Spree, starring the man himself, Asbestos Felt. The one now. This movie is one that I I remember this from high school. I've seen this a ton of times. I own a copy on VHS. Uh, it's one that I probably won't get rid of because I know I'll never get it back if I do. <laughs> um, Killing Spree is a low budget slasher film, a psychological slasher, if you will. Mm -hmm. Very in the vein of Tim Ritter. You'll see, you know, things like creep and shit. It all stemmed from this movie, right? This okay. is where it all really began with that type of shit. Uh, Grizz, you're a huge Tim Ritter fan. Friend of the show, Tim Ritter, actually. Yeah, we've done a lot of work <laughs> with him before, and honestly, this is my favorite Tim Ritter movie of all time. I think this is like, this is just... Everything that I love about Tim's work, uh, just in the perfect form, a lot to do with just because asbestos is uh, asbestos is kind of hard to say, uh, but his performance and just the over the top, the gags, the the way this movie looks, it, everything about it is just it's what I think me and Mike uh, are really bonded over when it came to movies that formed our friendship was this type of movie that a lot of people. Yeah might not uh, might, might overlook in general so all right. right let's hit the trailer just stop it 
Okay, Grizz, you said this is your favorite Tim Ritter movie. Can you guess what mine is? Do you know mine? Um, I think I think you could guess it. I'm just gonna guess Creep. No. No. Day of the Reaper, baby. See, that was the my second guess. One. It's so great, dude. The fucking is, way it's is he is Tim Ritter Three's Company. Tim Ritter. No, that's John Ritter. Oh, all right, no, Jerry, you're right. Jerry's right. Jerry's right. <laughs> <laughs> he was also a problem child. <laughs> you're right, no, Jerry. Tim Ritter has quite the filmography. Tons of crazy shit. Tons of stuff that is incredibly hard to find on tape, Truth and that dare people go fucking nuts off of. Dude, Truth or Dare. There's how many of those? Right. Uh, he made four of them all together. There might be five of them all together because there's some new ones. Another, too. another wild movie. Another great fucking release. Like you said before, Creep, we got some fucking crazy releases of that one that we'll have to show fucking Gurf Dog over there. Oh, boy. Uh, some some triple X cuts Gurf that Dog. we got. Oh, I yeah. Triple X. Good movie. Vin <laughs> Diesel. Uh, and we will be watching this, like I said, at the Mahonic Drive-In. Asbestos Felt is supposed to be there, so maybe we'll be able to get a little interview with him for the episode. We're going to try really hard to get something. Hell, yeah. Uh, I think that would be fucking awesome to maybe... You know, have a few words with the with the myth, the man. I said that backwards. The legend. He's a legend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm so excited to watch this movie. I haven't put it on in a while. It's time to give it a rewatch, a fresh watch. And how? What, just, what better way than watching it uh, at, at night on the drive-in screen? It's gonna be fucking yeah. sick. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be wild, and we'll uh, we'll have a good episode with that one. Hopefully, Jerry will fucking join us. Maybe we'll see if I don't shit myself. We'll see. Uh, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a good one. So, shout out to Jimmy Jams, right? Jerry, put your arms up. Jerry, put your arms up. Do it again. Now. All the way up. All the way up. He kind of looks like Crumb from. When Jerry put when Jerry puts his arms up, he looks like the Five Nights at Freddy fucking the bear. All right, let's, uh, let's wrap this up. Roll. I got to watch Stanley Cup. Come on. I missed right, the whole fucking right. thing. All right. All right. Uh, Jerry, where could they find you on the internet? Nowhere. Don't look me up. <laughs> Anthony, where could they find you? Uh, uh, Jerry's site, website. Grizz.com. <laughs> uh, Grizz, uh, don't look that up. Uh, Grizz, <laughs> where could they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Kane underscore enabler. You, you want to find me? Wait, well, you can find me if you Google Blue Waffle. <laughs> Lemon party, and you can find me at Bad Taste Video on Instagram, and you can find everything we do at www.badtastevideo.com. Uh, like I said, uh, VHS Fest weekend coming up this weekend. We're pumped to go. Hopefully, get a word with Eric Stanzi, the creator of Savage Harvest, one that Jerry probably will not like, but everybody else does. So <laughs> check it out. Uh, I'm uh, Linnea Quigley's gonna be there. Oh, uh, nice. Jerry, you know who she is, right? No, I don't. Uh, Return of the Living Dead. Which one? The girl that gets naked in the in the the graveyard. Oh, dude, tell her I said hello. <laughs> oh, and will. come on, dude, what else was she from? Oh, you might not actually know. No, what? Um, she was also from Silent Night, Deadly Night. Punish. She, Whoa, she gets really? On, she gets the put on the deer gets, antlers. That's her. Oh, I love it. That's movie. her. Dude, maybe I can get her to call you if I get fucking reception. <laughs> All right, so hopefully Grizz and I make it out alive, uh, and we will see you next week with Killing Spree. <laughs> <laughs>